0: Evening, friend. Very happy to be here again this evening to minister in the name of our dear Lord Jesus for his people. And I want to express my appreciations to that Spanish choir again for that lovely songs. You know it's not always maybe I could understand the words, but the spirit it was sung in, you could understand it, it? It's a way about you can read a book. Read a sermon, but you'll never get out of it unless you hear the person preach that sermon. The spirit goes with it. I thank you, young ladies and young men, for your your kindness to us, and we appreciate it very much for being loyal to come down and help us like that. And may God ever bless you. I pray that God will be with you and just give you the best that He's got in His kingdom. I trust it rest ahead for every one of you. And every time that you can come sing a special, along with others, we appreciate it. And I still remember the times of being at your church over there when I first come to Phoenix and prayed for 2,500 people one afternoon, as long as prayer line I ever had, 2,500 people one afternoon, Uh, approximately that many, maybe a little more, a little less, we couldn't judge, it just I said, let's go pray for everybody here. And when it emptied up, be filled up again. And then, the time it emptied up, it fill up again. And went on all day. And so, it judged about 2,500 people passed through the prayer line that day. So, we're very happy to know that the great results of many being healed that afternoon and saved, the testimonies of some of them still linger on of how the Lord blessed. I'm thinking of Madison Square Garden, of course, again, the last time I was here, they had me out under those lights out there. I got it up at my house framed when we was here, I believe, one or two nights or something when we were here the other time. Better back like this, of course. Now I understand that the Indians are coming down uh, tomorrow night or Saturday night or sometime for service. I would like to have got to go up to the reservations if the missionary is here. That was fully my intentions of doing it. but. My time is so pressed, I just got every day, and I, it takes me five days to get home, so I just won't have it. i just come in one afternoon and leave the next morning, for Columbus so high, to Coliseum. And I leave up there one afternoon, and just come right on back down again in Louisville, Kentucky. So then it's just from one right to another, uh, until our time's just taken up in such a way that we just haven't got the time to, to make it. I remember telling those Indians, I would return back. And I, I mean to do that just as soon as possible. Maybe just come out, and instead of being one day, give them four or five days up there in the reservation. And pray with them and help them. I understand they're having a great meeting up there now. Some of the churches are up there, and they're having a great time. I hear that some brother up there is preaching divine healing for them, and that's mighty fine. If any of you are sure I want you to know, that man has just as much right to pray for the sick as I do or anybody else. That's right he believes it and preaches it and lays it in the atonement of Christ, then he's got a right to do it. And uh, I'm thankful to God that there is somebody up to help. Everywhere, we just the great call comes. The Macedonian call is a universal call now, isn't it? Everywhere, come over and help us. And we're waiting with great anticipations of getting overseas and back to the people. Can you hear me all right up in the balconies? Is it coming in all right? And I was thinking the remarks that I made the last time I was here. I said, This was a, a ring where the people wrestle and, and fight. I remember I used to have that kind of sport myself. I was, used to box. I won the Bantamweight Championship of the three states and wasn't defeated. I just give it up to preach the gospel. So. But I tell you, I got a greater fight now than I ever had in my life. I ain't fighting my buddy, I'm fighting the devil. <laughs> this is as hard as I can. And I always remember the different techniques and the way to watch and the different things in the guard and so forth, and boxing, and you have to be, certainly be on your toes when you're fighting this great enemy that we have now. So I'm certainly happy to have nothing against the arenas and sports and When it's clean, it's a very fine thing. I just don't listen to them or nothing because I don't, it was in my blood, so I just keep away from it. But I got such a great fight now and such an awful enemy. And this fellow's not my buddy, he's my enemy, the devil. But I'm so thankful that I got so much setting around. Faith, what it takes to defeat this enemy. And God will grant it. Now the Lord bless you. We're just uh, starting in a new place tonight, of course, gets us just a, a bit confused for a few moments, maybe to start off, but the Lord uh, will take care of that, I'm sure. We'll just read some of his word and believe that he's here to help us, and, and he'll do it. Don't you believe that? I want to read out of 2 Kings, or a portion of scripture this afternoon, just to, to pass a few comments. For the next about 15 minutes before we call the prayer line, they said it tomorrow. They're going to try to put girders under here. These just small two by sixes or something that couldn't get much weight on here. But we'll find a way to pray for the sick. Frankly, you don't have to come up here. You just have to have faith where you're setting. God takes care of the rest, doesn't he? And you pray for me tonight. And I I'm the one who really needs prayer. Not for sickness. I'm very thankful for that. But I need prayer while I'm trying to minister to the others. You just realize what a opposition there is when you spiritual power that encloses around a person when you're speaking of Christ and especially in the way of of bringing the word or making the word manifest to the people. That's the, the thing when the word. Just preaching the word. Here, some time ago, I went to a, an auditorium where another man, fine religious man, a good brother, famous teacher, internationally known or nationally at anyhow, and he was kind of opposed to divine healing. He's changed his mind since then. But that afternoon, when uh, 15, 1800 people were sitting in the auditorium, he preached on Christ, the Savior of the world asked people that they'd come down and accept him. There's one woman walked down and shook his hand, and nothing against that. He went out. The audience was dismissed. His congregation went out, all nice, well-dressed people, intelligent-looking people, nothing wrong with them, walking out. The minister bowed his head to the people and walked out in a dignified, graceful way. I thought, mine, that's very nice, but here come my group in. Mine come in on crutches, wheelchairs, straight jackets. That's a different thing for your faith to buck something like that. See? Just to say come down, and accept Christ and be saved and walk out. That's not so bad, but when you have to prove what you're talking about. That's right. When Jesus Christ comes down and make, but brother, as long as it's in His gospel and He promised it, don't let one thing shake you because He'll do it. That's the, He'll do it. That's the only thing you have to do is believe it and ask him to help you and believe that he will and he'll take care of the rest of it. So I pray that God will help every one of us tonight as we read his word and speak a few moments and then pray for the sick. In Second Kings the 3rd chapter beginning with the 14th verse we read 14th and 15th inclusive just for a reading of his word. Now this is Something new for me, usually, you know, when I'm here, the managers are with me and they do the speaking, preach the word, and I'm a very, very poor speaker. And then when I come in and try to do the best that I can by that, and then try to go back into praying for the sick, it's quite the meeting doesn't get the value uh, in the way of divine healing that we should have. The meeting here was announced not a healing service. These meetings wasn't announced healing service. It was announced for gospel preaching. And I was giving myself a little rest before I crossed the seas. The healing services was to be across the sea. Tell you how much easier it is over there. When you're sitting there, maybe before 75 or 100,000 people, and they're there, some of them don't even know which is right and left hand. Some of them are, well, a big percent of them, especially in Africa, in those places, are nude. It may seem strange, but while I was speaking, a lady gave birth to a baby, sitting right there, and just picked the baby up, put it in her arms, and went right ahead, and never even noticed if anything had happened. You know, very strong in that manner, and they're But them sitting there and let them see one supernatural thing did. You don't have to have no more. Only thing they do is they just. Get right up and put their wheelchairs in the corner or crutches or whatever they're walking on, lay their cots over, pick their pallets up, go on home rejoicing, happy, receiving the Lord and being
1: healed.
0: It's not hard. Do nothing, just about 10 minutes, it's all over. Have to take maybe be 15 or 20 interpreters, like you'd say, Jesus Christ the Son of God, and the interpreter stand next to you, maybe he would go, that means Jesus Christ the Son of God. When I used to hear people, the Pentecostal people speaking with tongues, I used to say, I, I don't know about that. They don't make noise that sounds right, somehow. That's before I knew anything about it. But I know this one thing now. You can't make a noise unless it's got some kind of a meaning to it. <laughs> it's, it's some kind of a language somewhere. <laughs> you ever get into those tribes and things, you'll see that it's got a meaning of some sort. No matter what kind of sound, grunts, groans, and everything else has got a meaning to them but somebody. And it, maybe it speaks this one, then that one, and that one, and that one, and maybe you go get a drink of water and come back and sit down before it ever get through. You say, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, before it ever got through all the interpreters. And now you have to wait on them. But as soon as you get your message out, shortly, just a very few words to say, and then just make them the challenge of this and say, Now, if Jesus Christ that I speak of has raised from the dead, and He promised, I'm just basing it on his word, that the things that I do shall you also, and I'm with you always to the end of the world. Now, if he has risen from the dead and living among the people, he'll produce the same thing that he did when he was here on earth. You ask them to believe that? Every one of them will say, if they can see that, they'll believe it. Then get one native anywhere you want to, walk up, I can't speak his language, knows nothing about what I was talking about, i never seen him, heard of him. And the Holy Spirit will stand there and reveal that man's life right to him. Every one of them will accept it. Every one of them believes it right then. You just see him. And one prayer from Brother Bosworth, which I believe is a very fine man. All of you know him, Fred Bosworth. How many knows Brother Bosworth? Sure, nearly everyone around in full gospel ranks knows Brother Fred Bosworth. He said, Brother Branham, without one shadow of doubt, there's at least 25,000 healings that one afternoon with one prayer. Just went to the microphone after something had taken place at the platform, and offered prayer. And he said, I stood there and I cried, Brother Branham, said, I, I just wept my heart out. Just to see him just, just moving up and packing their old sticks and everything, Until they just piles and piles and everything, going away like that, just to, of healed, upset at least 25,000 people. Now, that's the way my ministry should be worked in America. <clears throat> but remember, I'm an American. And I love my country. It's the greatest country in the world. And I don't say it because I'm standing here. No, sir. I say it because I mean it. When I was in France and around, I probably crossed over the grave of the many dead Branham that died for this nation. And if it come my time to do it, I'd do it just as free as they did. But brother, we need a lot of straightening up around this country. <laughs> and I say this with the love in my heart. If there's any nation that I've ever visited, I've practically been around the world. If there's any nation that I know of that needs missionaries, it's the USA. That's exactly right. It's a lot harder to deal with an educated heathen than it is what it isn't educated. He knows too much about it. They'll set back. The uneducated will see the working of the Holy Spirit. They'll accept it. The uneducated say, that's mental telepathy. That guy's a witch. There's nothing to that. The days of miracles is passed. Dr. Jones said so, or somebody else said so. or some, No wonder the poor American people so scrupled up in their mind they don't know what to believe. One says this, and one says that, and one says this. Isn't that the truth? Well, the poor people, no wonder I'm going to preach in a few nights on something like that when I get my opportunity to use the preaching service, or maybe Sunday afternoon. And then on these things. And the American people is the worst confused people I know of in the world. That's right. Religiously speaking. When I went into the Hottentots of Africa, they could come here and teach us how to live morally. When I talked about missionaries in India, they said, what do you go to teach us? How to divorce our wives and drink whiskey and carry on the way you all do and call yourself a Christian nation? They don't do that over there, you know. All of their morals are so far beyond ours that so ours is not even in the shadow of them. That's right. We have Our biggest divorce uh, route in the world is in America you want to teach us how to divorce our wives? Call it Christianity? How to have whiskey stores on every corner and get drunk and carry on, you call that Christianity? Or well, we're better off than Mohammedans. Morally speaking, they are. Morally speaking, when Christianity is the most cleanest, holiest thing there is outside of heaven. But its representatives is what's breaking it up. That's true. It's what those who represent it. We call ourselves a Christian nation. We're no more Christian nation than any of the rest of them are. That's right. We call ourselves that, but a Christian is an individual experience. A man born again of the Spirit of God makes a Christian. Not a cold confession going to church and living. Your fruits tells what you are. Is that right? It's true. So in America, the signs and wonders of God can take place. If what would took place last night or the night before, one of those nights, either night, in Bombay, India, there'd been a hundred thousand souls won to Jesus Christ. When people walk in our meetings and walk back out and say, well, what do you think about it? Just a polished-up soothsayer, something like that? Just, just mental telepathy? God's real psychologist? That's, that's, that's the educated. Education, and yet in its best, has been the greatest curse that Christianity's ever had. That's right. You educate the people to you they know more than God knows about it, see? And that's why they don't know nothing, man. He that will humble himself before God, God will take care of the rest of it. Uh, you just believe God. I'd rather—I've got two little girls here—I'd rather those little girls never even know their ABCs and yet know Jesus Christ than to have all the education that the world could pile into them and know how to—and don't know Jesus Christ. That's, I would rather they know Christ. That's right. Amen. Well, i better read my scripture, hadn't I? Fourteenth verse. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely if it were not that I regarded the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward you nor see you. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came up on him. Now, shall we bow our heads just a moment? And I want to pray for these handkerchiefs too. Our kind Heavenly Father, the author of this word, we thank thee tonight from the depths of our heart for the sending forth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to redeem us from a life of sin and corruption into this great Holy Ghost way that we now walk. We thank thee for the faith of the people who brought these handkerchiefs. And now, dear kind Father, as I lay my hands upon them, asking that you will bless them for the purpose of the healing of the sick bodies. Now, Father, I realize that many of these in here, perhaps poor old mothers and dads are waiting for them. And they're maybe their only hope that they have left of ever being well again, their doctors, with all kindness, has tried their best to heal the people. But maybe it's beyond the doctors' control now. Only you can stop it. And I'm thankful, Father, that the people has enough confidence to send these hanksters here to this audience tonight for prayer of these Christian people. We're thankful for that confidence they have in you. And Father, I pray that not one of them will be left out, but every one of them may be healed. Granted, Lord. And now may the Holy Spirit take the word of God and circumcise the lips of the speaker and the hearts of the hearer. For we asked it in Jesus' name. Amen. I was just a little tired tonight. I, mean, I was just acting a little nervous. I just drove 130 something miles in about two hours and something a while ago. So I'm really, really good and tired. And I was trying to relax myself. The meetings are going on so long till it makes it hard. Now, just for a few moments of your time to speak. <clears throat> We'll try to start the prayer line exactly nine o'clock, if we possibly can. Now, during the time of this reading of the scripture was when King Ahab, who had been king of Judah or Israel for a long time, and he had died and his son had taken his place, and king of Judah was Jehoshaphat, a righteous, God-fearing man. And so there, the alien countries came against uh, Judah, or against Israel, and, and the king of Israel went over to the king of Judah and asked him to make an alliance with him that he would go up and fight against the king that was coming against them. And what a terrible mistake that Jehoshaphat, this righteous man, made at that time. He joined himself up. With unbelievers. And any man that ever joins himself with an unbeliever, how can two walk together except they be agreed, said Jesus? Don't never join yourself with unbelievers. The Bible said, be not unequally yoked together. Here some time ago, and during a time of this last war, when we went over on sides with Russia, I wonder how it could be. Well, there we are. We wouldn't accept the cross, so we've got a double cross. That's it. This great kings. Another thing, after you once join yourself up with an unbeliever, you kind of take on his ways if you don't watch. They took off and went on this journey out into the wilderness seven days without consulting the Lord. Went out to fight the battle without consulting the Lord. Now, I think if Jehoshaphat would have settled down and not been all excited when something happened, he'd have first consulted the Lord. I believe tonight, Or any other night in the services, when you see the Holy Spirit moving in the audience, before you judge it too quick, you better kind of sit still and consult the Lord about it first and say, Lord, what is this? You let me know. Is this you? Then that God will speak to you about it. Now, but when he went seven days, never fetched a compass but a seven days or a packed part, they got out into the the wilderness there and they had run out of... uh, water, and they were about to die, and Jehoshaphat, being a righteous man, a God-fearing man, had the present sense to think, isn't there somebody somewhere who could pray a prayer of faith or something for us? That's about the way of a Christian, isn't it? When he gets in trouble, he goes thinking about prayer, or somebody who can help him. He said, isn't there a prophet that we could consult? Although he was just a little bit late, he ought to have thought about that seven or eight days ago before he left. But after all, God in his mercy, some of them said, yes, here's Elisha down here who poured water on the hands of Elijah. In other words, he'd had some dealing with a real prophet. Elijah was a real prophet, and Elisha was wearing his mantle. And how that a beautiful type of those two prophets, oh, if we just had time tonight to set those things right where they should be. They're a perfect type of Christ in the church. Elijah, a type of Christ, the mighty prophet of God. And notice, just before his going away, knowing that he was to go away, he didn't leave the nation without a witness. He made preparations for a man to take his place. God's witness, how beautifully Christ did the same thing. Before he left, as God's witness, he made preparation of a church and ordained that they would be witnesses all the way through the church age, from to the end of the world. I think after he threw the garment on him, when he was plowing Elisha, and he killed the ox, took the yoke and so forth, and made a feast as he roasted the meat told his father and mother goodbye, and followed Elijah. Notice how Christians, as soon as they become anointed, how they're tempted sometimes. But Elijah was a prophet. And he said, Elijah said, You, tarry here, the Lord's called me to Gilead. Gilgal." So he said, As the Lord liveth, and your soul liveth, I'll not believe you. I like that. Go to stay right with him. He had started, and now he's going through. We used to sing a little song. I'll take the way with the Lord's despised view. I've started in with Jesus. Now I'm going through. Did you ever hear that old song? I used to hear that when I was just first come into the way. Now, notice he went on, then, when he went with him to the city, He said, the Lord has sent me him up to the school of the prophets. So he said, you wait here. He said, as the Lord liveth and your soul liveth, I'll not leave you. On he goes to the school of the prophets, second stage of the journey. Watch, so if we hurrying through like this, you miss it. But as, if there are types, then they had to follow in correctly with the plan of Christ and the Church in this age. The second stage of the journey, they came to the educational, more spiritual group than they had at Gilgal. The prophets, the school of the prophets, the educated, although I don't really think there's very much prophets about them. One went out one day to find some peas and he got some wild gourds. The fellow didn't know the difference between peas and wild gourds, <laughs> I don't know. Alright, that's about the way some of these school of prophets get today, don't you think so? Can't discern the difference between spiritual things and spiritless things. Alright. Notice. Then when he went to the school of the prophets, he said, You stay here now. The Lord has called me to Jordan. He said, As the Lord liveth and your soul liveth, I'll not leave you. Now if you'll notice, after he had laid his mantle upon him, just stood on him in the field, said, follow him. That was the blessing that Christ had given the church power. It's got a dual parable there that, I'll just take this side of it for the night. But notice, them stages where he went is the stages of the journey. When the church came from the dark age, out of the dark age, the first stage of the journey was with Luther, Gilda. The second stage was the Methodist age, John Wesley's age, the Methodist Church, the second great Reformation as it was. Now, the third stage is coming on, but the Church still follows on, Elijah, following Elijah. And when he gets across, uh, down to the Jordan, Jordan is a meaning of separation or, or death You've heard many times when I come down to the chilly Jordan. Jordan was death. The Lutheran age followed fine, so did the Methodist age, but we come to another age now, the age of dying out. All your worldly pleasures. God's got to do something with you in order before He can give you the Holy Ghost. He's got got to die out. Get dead. You don't die out, you can't, you remember, Life can only come out of death. A seed can only die. Anything else can only die. And out of death comes life. Out of the death of Christ comes the resurrection of life. And the only way that you can tonight become alive of faith in God is die out to yourself and symptoms, everything around you, and become alive. Die out die out the symptoms, die out to circumstances, die out to everything else and become alive in Christ. Now, when he got down to the Jordan, time to cross over, he made the way. Then when he crossed over the stage of the Holy Ghost Church, he said, Now I want to ask you something. So what do you want? He said, That a double potion of your spirit come upon me. That's the way to ask for it. Don't be scared. Ask for a whole lot. Jesus said, you have not because you believe, ask not. You ask not because you believe not. Ask abundantly that your joys may be full. Ask the whole lot. God, just don't make me a little bit better. Make me all the way well. Don't just let me have enough religion to make myself miserable. Kill me out to seeing that I can live in Christ. Don't make me so I can sit back and maybe bow my head once in a while. Make me so I can shout so I can open up my mouth and sing and scream praises to God. Give me the whole thing. Let me have the baptism. Kill me to the things of the world the peoples around me. When I go to church, let me worship you. That's right. No matter what anybody else thinks, just kill me out. That's what we need tonight, is a Jordan experience. Is that right? Many of us are like School of Prophets. Stand over on the other side of the hill looking off. Let's cross the river tonight. Say well, Miss So and So got healed; she had cancer. Mister So and So was in a wheelchair; he walked. What about you? Let's cross over tonight. Amen. 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 Notice, and when they got across, he said, "Now you've asked a hard thing, but nevertheless, if you see anyone go, you'll have it." Could you imagine a single-eyed man? That's the trouble with the Christians tonight. They got their eye, one of them, on Christ and one on the world. And that's the reason we're not getting anywhere. I can see Elisha watched him every movie he made. That's the only way he's ever going to get the blessing is when he watched him, kept his eye on him. Keep your eye on Christ. Don't look for how sick you are, what the doctor said. Look what Christ said. Keep your eye right there. Believe what he said. His words are true. Keep your eye there. He said, now, if you see me want to go... My, he just kept walking, watching him, watching him. Then when the first thing you know, down from the heaven come a chariot, horses of fire, and picked Elijah up. And as he went up, he took off this robe that he had opened the sea with, or opened the river, took that robe off, dropped it back down, and Elijah picked it up. A beautiful type of the church. When Jesus was here on earth, he'd done great works and great wonders. Elijah, when he was here, he did great works. But Elisha had a double potion of his spirit. Elijah done eight miracles, and Elisha done sixteen miracles. A double potion, perfect of the Church. One time Jesus was asked, Let my son sit on your right and left hand in the kingdom. He said, Can you drink the cup that I drink? She said, Yes. He said, Can you be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? He said, Yes. said, You can, but the right and left hand's not mine. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit was up on Christ when He was taken up on the day of Pentecost. 120 people went in the upper room up there with their eyes straight towards heaven watching. And when He threw that robe of the Holy Ghost back down there, she picked up a double portion of the Spirit of God. The things that I do shall you also, and greater than this, for I go unto my Father. And a church of the living God. That claims to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. The same Spirit was up on Jesus Christ. Has claimed to kiss the blessings off the rim of the cup of his sanctification. I wonder how that we can sit still in the time that His powers are moving like that. Oh my! I wonder if we can't pick up the robe and say, "Where is the God that let Jesus Christ come victory on to victory?" Amen. Yes, sir. Here was the man. And had a double potion. So let's go down and see him. That's what's the matter with the world today. They're leper-stricken and everything else. they got to come somewhere and God votes his church. has got the double potion to shine out. They're trying to put bushel baskets over it, but show them off and shine again. That's right. Stand toe to toe with you. you got God on your side, so who can be against you? So let's go down and see this man, Elijah. So they went down there and... He seen Jerome come up, the son of Ahab. He kind of got all peeved up. That's got to be hard on you Armenian people, but I tell you, even that prophet got a little stewed up. Don't you think so? He got his kind of dander, but he had his righteous indignation. Does that sound better to you? (laughs) Something got tore up anyhow. He walked out there and said, if it wasn't for the presence of Jehoshaphat, he said first to Jerome, why don't you go to your mother's God? Go to your mother's prophets, Balaam. Your father's prophets and so forth. Why'd you come to me? Well, I went back to them and said, Nay. God's brought us kings out here to kill us. He said, If it wasn't that I respected the presence of Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't even look at you. My. There he was. I'd like to say something right here, but I better hold it. <laughs> all right. If it wasn't that I respected Jehoshaphat, he said I wouldn't even look at you. Now he got all stewed up, you know, got his temper all up. He said, Now then but bring me a mistral. I was talking to a man not long ago who didn't believe in music in the church. He was holding a fuss with me about it. He said, Father, oh, music belongs to the world. I said the Spirit of God didn't come on that stood-up prophet until he got the mistral out, begin to play a good old-fashioned Holy Ghost song, and the Spirit of God comes come down on the prophet. That's right. God doesn't change it. If God liked music in that day, God likes music today. Yes, sir. He began to play the song. Uh, I don't know what they played in them days, but uh, I imagine a good old song like there's going to be a meeting in the air a sweet by and by. God's own son will be the leading one when meeting in the air or something like that. Some of those good old-fashioned Holy Ghost songs, in the Spirit of God, come on the prophet i tell you, brother, when we get all the formal shackles shut down and the Spirit of God in the songs again and get back to an old place where we can have the Spirit of God moving in the place, then the prophet can see a vision. Then the powers of God comes on the church. Then they can see the divine healing. Then they can see the resurrection of Christ. Then they can see He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We say, Brother them I'm not the prophet. Well, if you ain't the prophet, you can be one of the instruments anyhow. Just keep playing. <laughs> That's right. You ain't got no more than them ten. Just give that to them. Just as hard as you can. If you can't be the prophet, be part of the minstrel. Do something to bring the Spirit of the Lord down. Amen. The prophet couldn't do it himself. He had to have the minstrel to help him. So it began to... Then you see when everybody, when the prophet and the people got in harmony with God, the prophet began to see things. Now, brother, if you don't see divine healing, you don't see the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you don't see this mighty move of the Spirit of God moving in the last days here, just get in the Spirit one time and you'll see things. Things will be revealed to you. You'll begin to notice things looking different than what they used to be. That's right. You won't go along with a criticizing spirits. You'll come back humbly. That's right. Oh, my. I feel kind of religious myself tonight. Notice, when I was thinking of that... Oh, how did he begin to see things? Now watch what he said. It's time for me to close. I'll hurry. (laughs) Notice what he said. He said, now you go over there, you're not going to hear any wind, you're not going to see any rain. Done salvation. You're not going to see any rain, hear any wind, but there's going to be waters come. Now I want you to go down there and dig trenches all around tonight, right in the burning hot desert where there wasn't a bit of water. What do you know about that? Ridiculous, one of them would say. But as long as the Word of God said, do it, start digging. <laughs> that's right. Well, the doctor said there's no need to dig anyhow. <laughs> the Word of God said so. And remember, that's see somebody dig out there and he hit down against something like that and say, oh my, we hit a snag. Throw the snag out. A lot of times when you're digging, you hit that neighbor that is next door to you, Tell you there's no such a thing as divine healing. Throw it out. Keep digging. <laughs> That's right. You hit your pasture down along that line sometime. He said, I would to fool around that bunch of holy rollers, him why not? Keep digging. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> dig on the pasty. Remember brother, the deeper you dig, more and you're going to get. That's right. We don't want nothing Shadow. we want all God's got for us. Everything. Our is resurrection. Yes sir. So just keep digging. Oh my. If you run into sister, mother, who it is, just throw them out. Keep on digging. Get a great big deep ditch, because more ditch you get, more water you get. Oh, my. About daylight? Hallelujah. There come water from the way of the desert. Why? Where'd that water come from, preacher? I don't know. Did it rain? No. But you remember, Israel had just passed through that wilderness a few years before that. That rock that was smote in the wilderness was still there. That rock of life. Hallelujah. I tell you, that rock still weighs here tonight, too. That's right. Just start digging and see if the trenches don't fill up. Get out of the world out of the way. Get them old picture shows and hold downs and things you've been tanning to, all those other things. Throw it out. Let the waters come in. Give God first place. Amen. Get those things straightened out. Then the waters can come down from the way of Eden. That's right. The first thing you know, the other sailors on the other side of the back, and he said, "Why?" I believe they had a slaughter down there. It looks like blood. So down they went. And they rose out of ambush and beat them all the way to the walls. Look what they done. They burnt every city. And they stopped up every well. They cut down every tree. They filled up. They just stole up the land. And brother, you start digging tonight with all your heart, just digging out everything you can. And when we get over into the land where them old unbelievers are, let's take a rock of testimony, stop up all these old coal farmer wells around here that's giving out all this old stagnated water. That's
1: right.
0: bunch of this old stagnant water—the days of miracles is past. That thing's a million years old. Let it go. There's no such a thing. God that lived in the days of Moses is the God that lives today. The God that lived on Jesus Christ has the Holy Ghost sure resurrected from the dead Jesus is, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. I believe it. Bring me a minstrel. Let's go to plain. Bring me some hearts that will believe God. Bring me some hearts like that woman that come down off the mountain that day when she seen him pressing along the street and she wanted to touch the hem of his garment. Be that part of a minstrel tonight. Watch him turn. And say, who touched me? See? Is that right? May the Lord bless you and add grace unto grace. Excuse me for taking that much time, but God be with you. I just you're such a lovely audience. You get started that way and you hardly know when to stop. But God let be with you and help you out. How many believe tonight with all your heart that that rock that was in the wilderness is right here tonight? Amen. Amen. Remember, it was Moses that smote the rock and the rod that was in his hand was a judgment rod and it smote the rock in the side and waters came out. A very type of John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish. That rock in the wilderness was saved a perishing people. One time I seen a picture of that. It, it just made me tired to look at the picture, to see that, that little bitty stream drip, dripping out there was just about like, oh, I don't know, a spigot, just about half dripping. Well, that wasn't the way that rock water came out of there. Well, brother, there's about two million Jews out there, besides all the camels and things. They all drink all they wanted. There was gushers of it. It had taken millions of gallons per minute. Hallelujah. That's the way Jesus Christ comes, not a little old drop here or drop there. He fills your soul and your heart. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. No coughing about that. It's a gusher opened up. He that believeth in me everlasting life will be springs of water gushing up into everlasting life. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank thee for Jesus, the inexhaustible fountain of life. Hallelujah. So glad to be planted in him tonight. Speaking, oh God, how we thank thee for the fruits of the Spirit as we see it manifested in this last days. We see the weeds coming up, we see them putting forth their evidence, but we see the church coming with her evidence too. We thank thee for the church of the living God. Lord, dress her in pure white needlework. Granted, Lord, Set her as an example, empower her, Lord, grant tonight that the Holy Spirit will come and take control of every person in here, or continue, as I should say, with the control that they have on the people. May great signs and wonders be wrought for the glory of God, for we ask that in Jesus' name, amen. How you pray for me, as I pray for you. Oh, well, that's, that's all right, then. Oh, oh. <clears throat> Give out prayer card, O's a while ago, to the audience here. Let's have a, we usually call about 15. I haven't been able to get to about all of them, but maybe I can tonight. I'll try that's, um, let's call the first part of them tonight. See, who has prayer card O number one? Hold up your hand. As quick as you can find your prayer card, now I'll call it you raise your hand. Prayer card O number one, raise up your hand. O number one, thank you, lady. Come right down here. O number two, who has prayer card O number two? Is that the, the lady sitting there? All right, lady, you come. All right, O number three, who has prayer card O number three? Would you raise your hand, everyone who has O number three? Is this the person? Alright. O number four. Who has number four? You, lady? Alright. Number five. Who has O number five? Alright, sir. Number six. Who has six? O number six? Seven. Seven. Prayer card seven. Uh, somebody look, uh, maybe uh, Indian or Spanish, you can't speak. So then, it, or it might be somebody deaf. Oh here, thank you, sister. Excuse me. All right, come come down here. All right, number seven, eight. Who has prayer card eight? Oh, number eight. Eight. All right, that's fine. Nine. Nine. Who has prayer card nine? Oh, number nine. Ten. Ten. All right, lady. Eleven. Eleven. Prayer card eleven. Eleven. Thank you. Prayer card twelve. Prayer card twelve. Who has twelve? See the reason I call them one by one. I'm getting so much comeback in. They were deaf and couldn't hear. In there, something, couldn't get up. They were sitting in a chair. Or they were, or couldn't speak English or something. All right, twelve. Who has prayer card twelve? Is it here? Oh, twelve. Twelve. Uh, Thank you. Thirteen. Prayer card thirteen. Thirteen. Would you look at somebody's card? It may be someone that's, it's deaf or look. Has a little boy got a prayer card here, sister? He hasn't got a prayer card. card. Just, all right, that's all right. Look at the, this man here, he's helpless, too, looks like. Uh, he doesn't have a prayer card. Try to get it. Uh. What's he? Oh, yeah. Is there a Spanish interpreter here? Just raise up, if there's somebody here who can say the word in Spanish, say O number 13. Oh, you gotta have one here. That's right. Somebody say that. Go ahead. All right. Indian. Somebody can speak Indian. Apache, I suppose. Isn't that for it? Thirteen. All right. Fourteen. Who has fourteen? Prayer card. Fourteen and fifteen. How are we get lined up? Is that enough? Fifteen. Right, fifteen. All right. That's. They need, we need an Indian interpreter. If there's somebody can uh, interpret the Apache uh, dialect, uh, come, if you will, and a Spanish. Uh, the ushers and them are calling for that interpreter. All right. Have you got one now? They got, they got, a, they got a Spanish. Mm-hmm. All right. Need an Indian interpreter. They, Are they all? All right, now, where's the organist? Right here. Now, let's, let's all be just as reverent as we can now. And now, Christian friends, I want you all to remember this, that I'm your brother, and I, I'm subject to mistakes like everyone else. Uh, but I'm not here to just... This is not a stage show, by no means. This is a religious meeting. It's where we're trying to represent Jesus with all of our heart. By a divine gift and by his word, his words are true. And if his words isn't true, then he isn't Jesus. If he's almighty God, he can do all things. Is that right? And if he can't do all things, he's not almighty God. Is that true? So everyone be reverent, be in prayer, be with one accord. Now, how many people in the building here, anywhere around, that does not have prayer cards? And yet you want God to heal. you just raise up your hand and say, I want God to heal me. Well, it's just everywhere. Uh, Now, if our Lord Jesus can heal one person, he can heal all the people. And now the only thing you have to know this is to believe his presence is here, to believe that he is here to help you. And if you believe that and will accept that, then he can help you. And I trust now that you will do that. each one of you will be reverent and believe on him with all your heart. God sent him to you. He died for your sins. He died for your sickness. You're here. Your doctor's done all he can do. There's nothing else can be done but the doctor. And the only one you can look forward to now is Jesus Christ. Now, what if he was here as resurrected and standing here in a body form? What kind of what did he do when he was here on earth? If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, what kind of a work did he do here on earth? He didn't claim to be a healer, did he? But he paid the full price for healing. He was the one who paid for your healing. Is that right? Your healing come because of transgression. Is that true? Be- Sickness is an attribute of sin. See, it's an attribute of sin. Sickness comes because of sin. Before we had any sickness, before I had any sin, rather, we had no sickness. Then after sickness came, after sin came, rather, sickness followed it. See, Maybe nothing you've done, but something you've inherited from some of your people. so then we've got to deal with sin every time. And if you can't deal with sin without dealing with sickness, you can't, because it's the same atonement. And now, when he was sure, he, he paid the price for your healing, but he'd done great miracles. And who did he say did those miracles? His father, is that right? He said his father was in him. But he saw visions. He knew what was wrong with people. He knew what they'd done in their life. But he said himself that he did nothing except the Father showed him first by a vision. Is that right? That's what, the, that's what he said. And then he said, The things that I do shall the church also after his resurrection. He, they do it. Now if he, if that scripture is true, which we know it is, then he's the same tonight that he was then. He's with us. And if he will bring himself down, condensing from glory, And reveal himself here in the church tonight. In that manner, will you all accept him as Savior and healer? Will you do it? God bless you. Our kind Father, may these things be brought to pass. Have mercy on your poor unprofitable servant. And I pray that this will be the time that the Lord Jesus Christ will be made known to many of the people here, all that's present. May sinners realize that they must come to judgment. And maybe before the night is over, right in this meeting here, they may never go from the door. God, be merciful, knowing that a great, endless eternity lays before us. We pray that you'll manifest your Son, Jesus Christ, tonight through your servant, that it might be known that thou art God, I be your servant. For we ask that in the name of your Son, Jesus, amen. Say this according to the state laws. I am not responsible for any critic that would be near, anyone who is indifferent or criticizing. Because remember, if diseases are spirit, and they leave one person, they'll go to another. Anyone knows that's a scripture. Is that right? So, upon an unbeliever, I'd have no control of it at all. I would on a believer, but not on an unbeliever. So be it known. Now In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I take every spirit in here under my control for the glory of God. How do you do, lady? Of course, anyone knows, as we're standing here, that I would... I guess we're strangers to each other, are we, lady? I never seen you in my life. We're perfect, total strangers to each other. But if Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was standing here in a body of flesh as I am, well, He would know what your trouble was, or what you wanted, or what more, what about you? He, He would know, wouldn't He? But now for healing, He'd say, "I did that at Calvary." So. When he was, if he would come then and would speak to me, his servant, and he would know could say the same thing, couldn't he? It would just, it might be my lips moving, but it wouldn't be my voice speaking. It'd be something else. Is that right? Now, do you, you are a Christian, and I see that, that you're a Christian believer. And now as we talk, just like our Lord talked to the woman at the well, have you been in meetings before? Some of my meetings? One before. Two of them. This meeting? Oh, I see. I I see. Uh, Eight years ago when I was here. (laughs) Well, then you... That was quite a visit. I miss talking to you, waiting for something to happen, sister. That is, the Holy Spirit. Without that, just be as helpless as... Anybody else, but I have to ha- I have that anointing, and it's here. You are becoming real small before me. If Jesus, the Son of God, standing present, could make known your trouble like He did the woman at the well, or so forth. You'd accept him then as your healer or what? You're suffering now with a, a, some sort of a nervous condition. You're extremely nervous. Then I I see a doctor that's standing by. It was—you're having some kind of a trouble in the neck, uh, a kind of a, a trouble—it's a swelling like, or something takes place in the neck and that doctor done something to your neck or oh, it was an operation he took a uh, something out of your neck it was a garter it Was take, that's been years ago four or five years ago he wasn't as great as you are now then I there's something wrong with your with your arm it's your left arm I believe isn't that right it's a bone something wrong with the bone the doctor's doctoring it now to be healed. Is those things true? They are true. Then you believe it. He's, he's standing here. He's the one who knows those things. That was my, not my voice. That was him. And if I pray and ask him, you think now while his anointing is sure like that, would you get well? Come. Merciful, heavenly Father in your divine presence, we now stand knowing that someday we got to meet you, give an account of our lives, and we pray for our mercy, dear God. Now bless our sister, and may she go from here a well person. May she get healed tonight as I lay hands up on her, asking for mercy in the name of Jesus, the Son of God. Amen. God bless you, sister. Now going? I be in prayer out there you who are sick. And he knows every one of you. You speak English?
1: Do
0: you believe me to be his servant? Then if I be his servant, well, then I could, I could help you if I could only by prayer. Is that right? The only way that I could help you. Look here just a moment. A, you have a strange thing wrong. I see you trying to smell at something. You, you've lost the sense of smell. You don't smell no more. Is that right? Will Jesus give it to you tonight? Restore? Will you serve him all your life? Come here. Find Heavenly Father, in the name of your beloved Son Jesus, I now ask that this sense of the body that's been missing from our sister will return, for I asked it in Jesus Christ's name. You can smell now. It's a he heals all the sick and the afflicted. There's nothing that he. Where's the patient, this man? Oh, you don't speak, you interpreter. Or here's the man that cannot speak English now. Now, how could I be reading his mind and he couldn't speak English? I shall talk to him a little while. You shall see the way it happens in foreign countries where they don't speak you, you just interpret. Don't look. You just don't look. You, you just listen to say to him. I've got to catch his spirit. See. Do you believe me to be God's servant? That's a confession of his faith. You see. If are, you and I are strangers to each other, I do not know you. If Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has risen from the dead, he promised that the things that he did, his servants would do also. You, then you believe that I am able to do this through Jesus Christ? Yes. The patch on his neck is a cancer.
1: You are also
0: a Catholic. You have a wife? She is Catholic too. She's suffering with an inward trouble. Is that right? She's sitting right down here. Asking, he believe now? He does too. Come here. Our kind heavenly Father, in the name of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, may this be condemned. This demon that's taken his life, and may he and his loved one live to be happy and old. Grant it, Lord, I condemn this disease in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. amen. Tell him only believe. I'm so Not you're the interpreter. I thank you God. for your kindness. God bless you. By being so kind, I see you have something on your heart too. Right. You're a minister of the gospel. Isn't that right? Is somebody connected with you in this audience? It's that little girl sitting right there. She's a, a niece. That's right. And she has asthma. Is that right? Go lay your hands on her for the kindness of God. Thank you. Have faith in God. Believe with all your heart. And you shall see that the glory of the Lord If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe. Just have faith in God. I'm waiting so patiently for that. I am the audience and everywhere, believe with all your heart." He, I could not heal you. Of course I couldn't. I'm a man. But this Spirit of God which is here now, if you'll just believe on him, he'll heal you. See? He'll, he'll just confirm if, if a man tells the truth, God is obligated to speak to, about the person. And he said he would. God said in Hebrews 11:2, he testified of his gifts. Now, what do you think about that, lady? You keep sitting, looking this way so sincerely. Do you believe with all your heart? If I be God's prophet, you couldn't hide your life from me. That's right. If I could reveal to you what's wrong with you, will you accept your healing? Heart trouble. Isn't that right? Stand up. Now you can go home and be well in Jesus' name. Do you believe? Uh, just reverend everywhere, if you. Do you believe, lady? You want to get over that diabetes? Believe God's going to make you well? Stand up. Say, I accept it. God bless you. Go and get well. I suppose we're strangers, are we, lady? You believe on the Lord Jesus with all your heart? I believe it. Now, I believe you believe me. I know you do. Or your your spirit's just so welcome, and I, I know that you believe. Now, if you're a believer, we're strangers to each other, don't know one another, but God knows both of us, doesn't he? He certainly does. And he is here the one I'm trying to represent. You feel like if Jesus was here, he'd stand at this platform. Well, he'd know all about you. He'd know all about this audience as the Father would reveal it to him. Like the woman with the blood issue had touched his garment. He turned around. That's what happened out here just somewhere out here a few minutes ago. I want you to look this way and believe with all your heart. And and may God help you. Because it's awfully dark around where you're standing. I'm waiting to see what he'll tell me. Or you're a very sick person. The first thing I say that you're not from this city. You're from a place called Berg, Burgess or Bergen, or Bergen. Uh, yeah, somebody I see spelled something. All right. You're fixing to go home tomorrow.
1: That's right. You're going by bus, aren't you? Your name's Julia. Majors or something like that. Is that right?
0: You're suffering with. A, you have a hernia. You have something on your left ankle. It's a growth. Is that right? Not showing, but it's it's on your ankle. I see you in a vision moving with it, doing something to it. And you also have varicose veins in your limbs. Is that right? It is. And you. You have kidney trouble, you have heart trouble, you have lung trouble, and you got arthritis. Go to your home. Be well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bless this poor dear soul. Almighty God will make her completely whole for God's glory. Amen. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Just believe. All right. How do you do, sir? I suppose we're strangers, sir. I I don't know you. But God does know you, doesn't he? Not perhaps until we meet in the millennium Will you could understand or neither could I explain what's going on right now in this building. Oh, I wish I could get it to you. Wish I could let you see it All shadows would fade away everywhere. See, circle this building just then, that same light went right around this whole building just then, come right back again. I realize I'm talking to an audience. It's from an. All right. If we're strangers, God knows both of us. I don't know you, never seen you in my life. Maybe the last time we meet, till we meet in eternity. I hope it isn't, but it may be. Is that right? Then if God, through the power of the Spirit of God, will let me see by vision just what Jesus Christ did himself and said we would do also. This is according to God's word. You believe that? My man, you're very sick. You're... Trouble is in your lungs. You have a lung trouble that's absolutely incurable by doctors. That's Isn't that right? And you're doing the worst thing in the world against it. You're smoking cigarettes on top of it. And your kind of cigarettes you smoke, I see you have to pour it out in a paper and roll it like that. Is that right? Will you stop it and give your life to Christ right now? Will you do it? In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, I condemn the devil that's bound this poor man and say, may he be loosed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Go may God bless you. You live now. And may the Lord Jesus be with you. You believe? kindness of God the mercies is just oh I, he would just take this building of people just now if you could just get just every heart beating the same looks like it just break it to pieces and just fall all over you I am telling you the truth Uh, I I lie not. God is testifying I'm telling the truth. And Christian friends, I've witnessed these things practically around the world, and it's the truth. I know it may seem a little strange to you, but it's the truth. God is proving it's the truth. Just have faith. Is this the patient? You believe? You believe?
1: It's for somebody else, isn't it?
0: They're not here. It's two of them. And they're young ladies. And they're both from an eastern country. They're nieces to you. And one of them has nervousness. And one of them's in a sanatorium or something. It's a lung, TB trouble. One of them's in West Virginia, and the other's in Maryland. Is that right? And I send a blessing to them in the name of Jesus Christ, and may they be made well for God's glory. And bless you, my sister, for your gallantry. In Jesus Christ's name, may you go and be made well. All right, would you come, lady? You believe all your heart? Would you, if I'd tell you something, would you just obey what I said Do? I Now look, you go home and eat your supper. You've had a peptic ulcer for a long time in the stomach. Now go eat and just thank God and rejoice and be happy. And you'll
1: get well. You believe with all your
0: heart? Do you want to get over the asthma? You accept your healing now? Oh God, in the name of Jesus, the Son of God, may her blessing come to her and may she get healed. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you.
1: Sister.
0: Go ahead in faith, believing with all your heart. If God, our Heavenly Father, would reveal... I'm getting so weak, lady, I can hardly... So, If God will speak and just go right like he did to the woman at the well, exactly where your trouble is, you accept your healing, heart trouble. All right, go. And may Jesus Christ make you well. All right. You believe? you believe me with all your heart? you believe that I'll be able, if God will tell me exactly where your trouble is, knowing that we're strangers to each other, will you accept your healing right now, knowing that I'm telling you that Jesus Christ, if, in other words, if God will let me know where your trouble is, and exactly, absolutely, as it does everyone, then you know that my words is true then. Is that right? And my words is this, that Jesus healed you 1,900 years ago. Will you accept it now? It's your back. Is that right? Go. In the name of Jesus Christ, be made well. Come. Speak English? Some. You believe me as God's servant? You believe if God will let me know where your trouble is, you accept Jesus your healer? You will? It's kidney trouble. Is that right? How you can go be made well. Jesus Christ, heal you and make you well for God's glory. God bless you, ladies. All right. Speak English? No English. Is there someone here who can interpret? You don't need it. You believe? Go eat. Jesus, make you well. Heavenly Father, I curse the disease of this stomach, and may she be made well. Her you believe, Praise with all your soul, your heart trouble has gone. Praise Go in the name Lord. of the Lord Jesus, and be made well. Praise.
1: Speak English,
0: A little, you're Indian. Carlos and Carlos. Oh, good. All right. You have lung trouble in TV. Jesus Christ is going to make you well tonight. You go back up and tell the tribe Jesus Christ lives and reigns. Cursed be the devil that's done this to the man and may he go be well. Amen. You believe? May everybody, just Billy. have faith lady I know what your baby what's wrong with it I'm just waiting to see what he's going to say to me just keep your hand on him keep your heart in the center of God don't even tell him what's wrong his condition there anyone can see that Just only have faith. Believe with all your heart and God will make you well. God will do it. I'm watching it just clouding all over the whole audience. A person sitting there, that cancer on the, the liver sitting there, you only got one chance to live and that is accept Jesus as your healer. Will you do that? And believe with all your heart that God will make you well? Accept it? If you do, you could be made well. You have the bronchial trouble sitting there. If you want, yes. If you want to believe with all your heart, be made well. If every person in here wants to be healed at this time, you may be healed right now. I want you to do something for me. I want you to lay your hands over on each other just a minute for a word of prayer. Put your hands on one another. now that what's coming through you is a witness of what I'm talking about. It's the resurrected Jesus Christ. Your hands are healing one another. As you go through, the angel of God is over you. Satan is rebuked. And you're healed through Jesus Christ.